podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Kuhn Tassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Is that a D&G number? Oh, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, right, news has just broken. Finally. Go on, I'll, I'll give the floor to you. Finally. Um, I don't have to say to you next week or two weeks anymore. Uh, Anthony Joshua will fight Alexander Usyk for the WBA, WBO mandatory, IBF, IBO world heavyweight titles at your favourite club, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. September the 25th. Um, can't wait. Finally, everything up and announced. Obviously, Freedom Day yesterday. It's one of the reasons that we were you know, holding that to make sure that everything was in place for a full ground, full capacity at Spurs, which it shall be. Um, over 60,000. And uh, really excited for the fight. You know, I think it's a tremendous fight. I know that a lot of people wanted to see AJ against Fury for the Undisputed, but quite frankly... You know, without that, this is the biggest fight out there. Olympic gold against Olympic gold. Unified heavyweight world champion against undisputed cruiserweight world champion. So, looking forward to it and pleased to finally get it announced. Eddie, I've got to ask you, um, this ever-changing kind of rules that we're being set kind of changed a little bit yesterday with this uh, vaccine passport uh, in regards to nightclubs and larger kind of events etc so is there or are you exploring the possibility of people only being able to attend somewhere like that with that kind of crowd if they've been vaccinated i mean we're led by the rules and and restrictions and regulations i don't believe that a vaccine passport is feasible or even lawful quite frankly but that's another chat um what i saw yesterday was the comments that um, there would be pressure, if you like, on event promoters and, and uh, people behind large gatherings to work to some kind of vaccine passport at the end of September. Um, so, again, it's always moving parts. I personally wouldn't like to see that in place, and I don't know if it's actually... Uh, lawfully possible to be introduced. Who knows? But um, certainly we've had at the moment no notification. I mean, already in September, you know, we've got 20,000 at Headingley for Warrington against Lara and Katie Taylor, and now over 60,000 at Tottenham Hotspur for AJ against Usyk. And we've had no guidance that vaccine passports have got to be uh, available uh, or, or, or shown, whether there's a negative test that has to be shown similar to what you saw at the Euros or whatever. But you know, I, I thought the whole idea of Freedom Day was that things were returning back to normal. So we have full approval, the full capacity for, for that event and, of course, the, uh, the Headingley event as well. OK, but like I said, this situation we're, we're in is, seems to be ever-changing, but I suppose you can't really even comment on whether... That is a, a possibility. No, we, we, we wait for rules and regulations. Like I said, I don't, I don't believe that will be the case. But um, I know that, obviously, from, from the, the Freedom Day yesterday, we now have approval for September the 4th. 
for 20,000 at Headingley and full capacity at Tottenham Hotspur on September 25th. So we shall crack on, we shall fill up the stadium and we shall start bringing big time boxing events back to the UK because it's much needed after what was a tremendous Euros. You know, obviously they stole my song, um, which is fine. Um, you know, one that I wrote and produced in Sweet Caroline. And, um, you know, looking forward to seeing that back at the boxing as well. I know you kind of said that like half banter, but do you like listen to it and then think they got, they got that idea from me? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, I'd love to think that it was like some revolutionary concept that I started playing Sweet Caroline at boxing, but I'm sure it's been done before, but we just felt that it was a nice way to build you into a main event. Obviously other sports have followed as well. Um, you know, I'm not expecting to take the credit for that, but obviously I will. And, um, you know, it's a great song. It's a great song for any sporting event. I mean, I think it should be played everywhere. I agree. Well, I think we should get Diamond to perform. Why don't you do it? I was sitting there the other day, I thought... I'm surprised you haven't done it. I'm just thinking, how much do you reckon? 100 bags? Really? Yeah. Lumpy, eh? But I was thinking, what a good way to kick off our new design night with a, a, a live performance from Neil Diamond. Do you know what, though? I will, say, I will say one thing to you, right? Do you know when we randomly mention these things in interviews, it does somehow creep to them, like Howard the Halifax man, um, your man, what's his name? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Howard the Halifax man, but I think Neil Diamond might be quite offended by you talking in the same breath as Howard the Halifax man. He's a legend. In his own fair. right, he's a legend. In his own right. I mean, listen, in terms of high street building societies, he's right up there. Um, but Neil Diamond is... All right. You know, I'll, 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 I'm not going to bet you. I'll tell you what I'll, I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do, right? No. I will reach out today to Neil Nothing Diamond. Hands. No, and if not, you can do it. Yeah. yeah, so I will reach out to his people today and I will see if we can get him to perform. Maybe at fight camp, maybe at the AJ, fight, whatever, and just, you know. But the difference is you can't just blag him with a couple of free tickets. Like, you're going to have to actually pay him. Maybe for fight camp. Expensive. If you went on the street now, Ed, yeah, and you had a picture of Howard the Halifax man and a picture of Neil Diamond, yeah, mm. what do you reckon? Like, do you think, like, they'd go, well, no, that's Howard. Yeah, that is a top... Top journalist question. Um, and I think I'd, I'd go for Howard. I'd go Howard. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you played the song and said, yeah. do you know this song or do you know Howard? Or no, extra, extra. But I'm not sure. If you show me a picture of Neil Diamond, I'm not sure that I would actually know who that was. What, like today's so, Neil Diamond? Like how he is? So, so when I'm pitching him to perform at fight camp. Obviously, I'm going to be offering him some money, but I think we should also pitch to him the fact that we need to raise the profile, Neil. You know, your personal profile. Don't get me wrong. You know, you are an acoustic legend. And that song will go down in the history books for many years to come. But do we really know you, Neil? You know, we could get you up in front of the media. We could get you on IFL. You know, we could get you across the zone broadcast. We need to know the real guy behind that song. And the younger generation do not know the man behind that song. Yeah. They know Howard. So, I'm not even uh, sure the younger generation know Howard anymore. I bet Howard's watching this. Probably. That came up on my uh, memories on my camera a little while ago with, Ham with Howard. 
good old days. Um, okay, were there any stumbling blocks in getting this over the line from your side or, or from team? Not, not really. It was just a bit of time. I think because it was September the 25th, it wasn't like we were just running around um, trying to get things closed as quickly as possible. Myself and Alex Krasuk, AJ and, and Usyk, agreed terms for this fight three weeks ago, maybe, something like that. And then the contract's just going backwards and forwards with our lawyers and AJ's lawyers and 258 and uh, John Hornower and, and K, K2 Promotions lawyers. And it's been really amicable, to be honest with you. I think it's a deal that works for everyone. It's a very fair deal. Um, it's a massive fight. AJ understands his... And I think you need to give a tremendous amount of credit to Anthony Joshua, to be honest with you. I know he's my guy. I know I'm his promoter. But I just feel that, once again, he's taken on all comers. And there's not loads of people that want to face Alexander Usyk. Um, it's another mandatory challenger that AJ's accepted. And, and, you know, I know that we rattle off these names all the time. But you know, when you look at the resume, Dillian White, Charles Martin... Molina, Brazil, and then, you know, from Klitschko uh, to Takam a week's notice when Takam was a, a fresh fighter. Um, Joseph Parker, unification matchup. Alexander Povetkin, mandatory. Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, Kubrat Pulev, Alexander Usyk. That's the run. You know, I always say AJ's a throwback fighter. He wants to fight the very, very best. He wants to improve as a fighter. He's always improving. And this is a, this is a tremendous fight. One of the toughest fights in the heavyweight division. It's a fascinating fight. It's going to do huge numbers. And, um, you know, I, I believe AJ is the best heavyweight in the world. When do tickets go on sale? Uh, tickets go on sale. There'll be an announcement later on today regarding tickets and, and when they go on sale. Um, and looking forward to filling it up. Tickets are going to go very quickly. Spurs Stadium's fantastic. As you know, we were looking to do the uh, Kubrat Pulev fight there a while ago, pre-COVID, and uh, AJ wanted to, to return to North London. It's going to be an amazing night. Um, last time we spoke, obviously, was just after we weren't kind of sure on the situation regarding Fury and Wilder. That's now been re-announced again um, for October the 9th. Possibly. Which is obviously good. Edward, come on, bit of positivity. Till, till it, I don't. I just don't. I just don't believe any of it. But I'm sure. Listen, I, I said it wouldn't happen for July 24th. I've said that before, and I've been wrong. Um, but will it happen on October 9th? I really have no idea. I really have. Like, if you said to me, you know, you got to put your neck on the line and say it's going to happen, I could not do that because I just do not believe in it. So I know I always ask you. From a positive, if you want me to be positive, if it does happen, much better timing to try and do the undisputed. But right now, the absolute focus is on Alexander Usyk because this is a very, very tough fight. We can't, you know, the, the mistakes have been there before, the complacency has been there before. This is a fight that, you know, if, if AJ does not execute the game plan correctly, he could lose this fight. And that's not what we want. He's got a plan to reign this division for a long, long time. And I know how he prepares. I know he'll be 100%. And um, the undisputed chat will always be relevant to us. But right now, it's irrelevant because it's just the focus on September 25th and Alexander Usyk. Just the final one about that. Um, if, obviously, we're to assume that October 9th, that goes ahead, that doesn't give really fury 
at, or either of them really any time to fight by the end of the year again, does it? Very, very unlikely. Yeah, I don't. I see the fight more more as a February fight in 2022. I mean, uh, unless both guys won early, but even then, it's not even the, the duration of the fight on the night. It's the training camp, and um, you know, I think both guys would have had a very very long camp. I mean, Tyson Fury, the time he gets in the ring, he hasn't boxed for over what, 18 months. Um, you know, there's a big argument that really he should be a champion in recess, to be quite honest. And Dillian White should be should be made champion. It's another discussion. But AJ would have been out of the ring only for nine months, um, which, you know, still still longer than you'd like. But he's had a long training camp. He's been training basically since the Kubrat Pudet fight for Tyson Fury. So he's never out of the gym and uh, he'll, he'll continue to be a great pro and a great role model and, and make sure he's ever ready. But I, I do think February is a more realistic option for the undisputed fight. Are you, or are we to assume that either way, Joshua will only fight once in 2021? Uh, I think it, that would look like the front runner, but we'll have to see what happens on September 25th. Are you actually going to do like a, a formal press conference for this fight? Yeah, we're trying. I mean, I hate doing remote press conferences because it's just not the same. But obviously at the moment with Usyk in training camp, if he has to isolate from, you can't get an exemption for what would effectively be a media event. You can get one if you're participating or you're part of a team or an event that's, that's taking place. So, we will look at the guidance and see if there's a way to get them together because that's what we want. We want them face-to-face. Yeah, that's just the big, uh, the money shot, isn't it? So, at the moment, you can't really answer that, right? No, but it is our intention, it is our intention to somehow have a live press conference, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, how hard are you going to go with the undercard? That's going to be a great undercard. I think I think Lawrence Sicoli will defend his world title on that undercard we're working on at the moment. A number of other fighters we're discussing. Obviously looking to get a lot of the 258 stable out on that card as well. Um, and yes, yeah, be going to be a great card. Okay. Um, well, fight camp obviously is uh, quickly approaching us. 11 days, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. All going all right? Yeah, going well. Tickets, I think we've got Two tickets left a week, or three tickets left a week. One on the band, about a ticket for week two, and probably a couple of dozen tickets left for week three. So they're all going to be sold out. It's going to be a tremendous atmosphere. We pray for some good weather. Um, that that week one is just a tremendous card. Tremendous card. I mean, we've got so many fights on the card. I think what we're going to do is we're going to bring you before the bell action, streamed uh, live across social, um, probably with Sandy Ryan making her pro debut. And then Jack Cullen against Abney Yildrim, which I think is just a tremendous fight as well. Um, to think that that is a fight that will probably be aired across social is, is bonkers. But then when you look at the lineup, I think when we go live, I think at 7 p.m. on the zone, the first fight that I want to bring you from our first ever live broadcast of a UK show is Kanzu against Leeward. I think, you know, although it's a fight that probably deserves to sit a little bit deeper on the car, I just want to say to you guys, we're here, and this is what we're bringing you. We're bringing you tremendous fights. I think, I think it's such a great opportunity for Leewood. Kanzu is a monster. He's an animal. 
but what a chance for Lee Wood and Ben Davidson. Would you rule them out? You know, Ben's a bit of a maverick in these kind of positions where he can come up with game plans to try and, you know, um, have a, a huge victory as an underdog. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we'll start the broadcast with uh, Kenzu against Lee Wood. Then we have Campbell Hatton. Then we have Anthony Fowler um, in a very good fight again against Robert Garcia. And then we're going to go into um, Chris Billum-Smith against um, Tom Tom. McCarthy. Tremendous fight as well. And then we're going to go into Conor Bent against Adrian Granados, which is going to be an absolute war. So so when you look at that first week, I I think it's a cracker. You know, Sandy Ryan... Yildrim against Cullen, Kanzu against Wood, Fowler against Garcia, Billum Smith against McCarthy, and Ben against Granados. It's a tremendous week. And uh, you know, really looking forward to all the weeks, to be honest with you. Really looking forward to Kid Galahad against Jazza Dickens. I know you are, and a lot of people are. You know, the first fight was, was a fight of the year, and I think this one will be really good. And I think Boakti against Bolotnik. It's going to be a great fight. A lot of people talking up Bolotnik. Lee Eaton messaged me the other day with a picture of uh, Bolotnik, who looked like he'd just come, been carved out, stunned. And said he's coming, mate. The upset is coming. And I think that's going to be a tremendous fight. I think it's a great fight for Joshua Boatley. You've moved dates for Shannon Courtney. Yeah, she had a slight little twinge on her knee. Nothing major, but she just needed an extra couple of weeks. So Shannon Courtney will defend her world title against Jamie Mitchell, who's an undefeated American, very good amateur. Um, and she's ranked, I think, top 10 with a WBA at 122 pounds. Part of Brian Cohen and Lou DeBella stable. So uh, she'll go August the 14th. Did you watch the fight between Charlo and Castano? No, I watched about five rounds, probably in total. Um, Funny enough, every one of those rounds I gave to uh, Castano, but I haven't seen the full 12 rounds. But it's really, I think, again, isn't it? It's one of those where the one scorecard, but I didn't see many people saying that Charlo won the fight. Basically, everyone it appeared that everyone thought Cristano won it, whether it was by one round or four rounds, that was, but it's, it goes back to that one rogue scorecard again, that just doesn't make sense. And I said, I was on Akin Brack show earlier and I, I said to him, he, that judge was the only judge, the I'm sorry, the only person in the entire world that scored the fight like that. And that doesn't make sense, does it? And I was actually saying on the show as well, I think, that judges and referees should be accountable for their actions on TV and in front of the media. I mean, do you remember when Steve Gray threw the towel out of the ring in the Ritson, right? He came, fair play to him, he came into the change room after and he explained why he made that decision to Lewis Ritson and his father. Now, it just so happens that Matram had a cheeky little camera back there and we recorded the whole thing. Not only was that great content, but you should be allowed to explain. You shouldn't just do your job and then the commission or the governing body say, right, no, 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 no don't, don't talk to anyone, just go. Like, if there's a decision like that, scoring's subjective. But Nelson Vasquez, maybe he's got a reason why he scored that 117 and 111. And you might listen to it, and you, I'm sure you wouldn't agree with it in full, but 
you know, I just, I think there's too many of them. And I think either the commissions or the governing bodies have to act uh, with more haste or you should be able to give, give, have an interview with this judge. You know, can I ask you a question? Why did you score that 170? Well, this is why, because, you know, in that round, I felt that he was, you know, I like, I was favouring aggression and this happened, this happened. Or, you know, in this case, maybe it was, I like the, you know, the skills of Jamal Charlo. And, you know, I felt like he was landing the, the best of shots and a lot of the punches were hitting him on the arms and anything. But I just feel that, one, it's great content. And two, I know as a fan, I'd like to hear why, wouldn't you? But, but and I think especially from referees. In this country, though, it's it's a bold decision that they're not allowed to speak to the media. I, dis- I disagree. I think it's I think it's um, it's not in keeping with the time. You know, these people need to be accessible. If something happens in a fight, you know, basically, you end up just speaking to me, and I end up getting shit. No. I'm not trying to palm it off, but what I'm trying to say is I can't give you, like, you know, I'll go on social media, hey, what about this score? It's a disgrace. It's you again. You're doing this. You're... I mean, actually, I started, I even got some tweets after the Charlo Castano fight telling me, like, having a go at me about the scorecard. You know, like, oh, it's, you. it's just like you, this is. Like, oh, you're stabbing them. I'm having a kid. So, um, to be fair, though, I've heard you, like, way into the judging and refereeing on your own cards before so I have a but, but that's because some, some, pe- some people think even on the Aston Bradshaw they said well you know the promoters you know, you're the ones that select the judges so like, no don't be ridiculous the promoters don't select the judges the commissions and the governing body select the judges so you know sometimes you'll get to a fight and you'll look there might be a judge that you might not personally rate that highly but He's, refer- he's judging the fight. It's not for you to say, oh, I don't like him. You've got to move him. Sometimes you can veto a judge, but they don't have to listen. And a lot of the time they don't listen. Mm. And that's how it should be. But I always go back to that. You know, when you get that one card, why is it that no one else who watched that fight got that scorecard? And by the way, Nelson Vasquez is an experienced judge. I think he's been judging for 30 years. But I, I'd like to hear why. I'd like to hear his explanation. Um, okay, uh, moving on from there. Just going back to um, AJ. So, as we understand, or I understand that the WBO uh, are installing Joe Joyce as the, the mandatory challenger to the winner of that fight. So, um, yeah, which was kind of expected anyway, I suppose. Not, not really. Um, but it's fine. I mean, obviously, you know, as a unified champ, you have this cycle of mandatories. Um, of which, you know, we did an IBF one. Uh, now we do a WBO one. So it, generally, it's 12 to 18 months after your mandatory, where you'll have to face another mandatory from that division. But, um, yeah, so if Joe Joyce is the mandatory, it, um, that's fine. And once that cycle comes around, I'm, I guess he'll be cool. Um, Who's the WBO it, one? Uh, no one yet. So there'll, there'll be... Who could it be? Trevor, at the moment, it would be Trevor Bryan. Trevor Bryan. But look, everyone knows the plan. Beat Alexander Usyk, fight the undisputed twice. And when, when, once that happens, eventually, I mean, the good news is, is that 
there'll be no issues with an immediate mandatory after, you know, if we make the undisputed. So who's your plan B to Fury then? If, that, if you can't make no, that fight for whatever no, reason. No, no real plan B, to be honest. I mean, I'm not looking at anyone in the division saying, you know, again, like we talk about Dillian White, that's probably the fight that yeah. sits at the, the top of the fight that everyone would want if, if uh, AJ couldn't get the winner of Fury against Wilder. But honestly, with everything that's gone on, just Alexander Usyk. Not even like plan A or plan B for the one after Usyk. Yeah, we'll always plan the career of AJ best we can and, and do the best job for him. But right now, as a team, we're just focusing on executing a successful event. And, and as, as the performance team, we'll be focusing on making sure they prepare the best Anthony Joshua to defend his titles in a very tough fight. Mm. He's like training in the rain the other day. He was, wasn't he? Who? Usyk? Yeah. Yeah, I saw something like that. It's crazy. But he's a character and he's a good fighter. You know, so this, is a, this is a tough, tough fight. Um, but I, as I said before, I believe AJ is the best heavyweight in the world. What's the situation regarding August 28th, Dillian White, etc.? So, uh, just seeing what's happening with the Canelo Alvarez situation, there is some discussions about maybe Dillian fighting on that card as well. Uh, along with those talks with PBC, I've also talk, been talking to Louis de Cubas about a possible um, Ariola fight, a possible Charles Martin fight, Dillian White as well, which could come after his August-September fight. But just looking to really... We've got a show planned for end of August in Mexico. We we're going to go in LA, August 28th. You know, obviously, Canelo will be fighting in September. So we're just piecing those together over the next sort of 24, 48 hours. And then we'll be good to go on, on slotting everybody in and getting that announced. If Dillian doesn't fight on August 28th, you will still go ahead with an LA card? He, yeah, August, uh, Dillian will fight on August 28th, or more likely now, in September. And if we can, you know, if we, if we do the uh, Canelo fight, obviously there's, you know, we've been discussing with Sal and Eddie Reynoso offers from PBC for the plant fight, our offers and our potential other fights with other people. If we do the show, then it's very likely that Dillian White will fight on that Canelo Alvarez undercard. Um, if we don't do the show and we accept the, you know, PBC offer for the plant fight for that one fight, then um, he may go on that card or we'll do an additional show in September um, with Dillian White. I like the Mikey Garcia Regis Progre fight. It's a fight that we're discussing and, and trying to get over the line as well. And maybe it could be part of the double header. But in an ideal world, I'd like Dillian to fight on a Canelo Alvarez undercard. Uh, I think it would be great profile for him and great opportunity. Without Dillian White on August 28th, who then potentially headlines that show? Well, we've got two unifications that we're uh, working on, the Unified Championships. One is um, Akhmad Liev against Ronnie Rios, Golden Boy. And also is... Uh, Hiroti Kayaguchi against Elwin Sosa, which is an absolute war of a fight, which is uh, um, the WBO and WBA mandatory, uh, sorry, unification fight. And also Philip Hergovic on that card, Joe Caldina, Dalton Smith, etc. So um, a lot of it stems around, you know, the two main focuses to sort, along with Dillian White, is, was AJ against Usyk and Canelo Alvarez his next fight. And, and obviously one of those is sorted now. We'll get the other one sorted this week and then we'll, we'll fully finalise that schedule. Um, but yeah, I expect Dillian White most likely to fight now on September the 18th or September the 11th. Where will September the 11th be then? Um, we'd look to do that in Los Angeles. But obviously, if Canelo fights uh, September 18th, which he will, it'll be in Las Vegas. Hold on. Sorry, I'm confused. 
So you could be doing a show in Los Angeles on the 28th and the 11th? Yes, quite possibly. Ooh. Is he getting a bit like... A lot depends as well on Mikey. Oh, Dillian? No, he's good. Dillian was always supposed to fight on August 28th. It, it was a little early. He preferred to fight in September. Um, but as I said, I would like him to box on the Canelo Alvarez card. I think that would be a, a tremendous place for him to box. And middle of September is really his preferred date. So um, we've, we've finalised his opponent now, which I will uh, give to you in due course when we make a formal announcement. So all is good. Just really want to nail down which of those Saturdays he fights on. Um, just a couple of the bald um, circulars the other day. Fowler and Hamza Shiraz. Yeah, um, gutted for Fowler. I mean, they made they made Fowler against Sam Eggington. I put in a really big bid for that. Sam would have made a fortune. And they pulled him out. Couldn't believe it. Who, what, um, Hennessy's pulled him out? Or John Pegg, or whoever represents Sam Eggington. Yeah, so um, that fight fell through. I've actually got a great fight in the works for, for um, Anthony Fowler right now. But I just want to get... You know, possibly up for looking at that Shiraz fight, but the fight I've got is a huge fight for him. Um, but I want him just to focus on Roberto Garcia on a fight camp, get through that, and then we'll look at what options next. Um, the winner of that fight obviously fights the winner of Cheeseman against Troy Williamson, which we won the first bid for, which we'll be announcing shortly. Tremendous fight. Um, and just a great division. It could happen in Leeds, uh, or it could happen in uh, Liverpool as well in October on a date that we're working on. So our plan is to, obviously, we've got in the UK, July 31st, August the 7th, August the 14th, August the 28th, September the 4th in Headingley. Um, well, and then... Cheeseman fight end up in that Leeds card? Could do, yeah. Okay. We've got one more fight to announce. We've got, we've got plenty of fights to announce for Leeds, but we've got one more championship fight to announce. So, that, that, so, you know, if we could get it on there be tremendous because then you'd have Warrington against Lara, Taylor against Han, Cheeseman against Williamson and Maxi Hughes against Saffron as your four championship fights which would be tremendous. But That's whatever that... Champ- for Maxi Hughes, isn't it? Against, uh, Unbelievable. Brilliant yeah. fight. And Maxi Hughes is, you know, he's almost like the Cinderella man, isn't he? Just can't stop winning. Great, great win tr- over COVID, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the truth about Strathon is, you know, Strathon didn't come with bundles and bundles of rave reviews. But he did come with, you know, power and, and desire and obviously knocked Tennyson out in the first round. So he's now IBO world champion. He fights Maxi Hughes. Maxi Hughes is from Yorkshire. Strathon's a Mexican upsetter, as is Lara. It's a perfect fight for the card, but that's going to be a, a great night. We've got some tremendous fights to add on there, but one more big championship fight as well. And we're already through 10,000 tickets for Headingley, which is great. Because it's a bit like, you know, when you return to selling tickets again, you sort of think, oh, is it, is it going to be the same? And it's actually the, the response we've got is, is better than that, you know, across fight camp, across Headingley. And, and I, I believe AJ will sell out on the first day, to be honest with you, when we go on top. Okay. Um, and your proposed date for Liverpool, you said previously, was October 9th? October 9th, yeah. Okay. All right, well, I think uh, that's just rounded it off for the moment. Um, Good. We've got a party on Tuesday. Are you coming? We have. Of course I'm coming. I'm Are you coming? Of course I'm coming. Oh, right. Fight camp, mate. Fight camp, camp next week. 
Got some nice announcements coming. Obviously, you saw my new... Uh, you, you haven't mentioned it. It's probably a bit sore. The Facebook my new content, content deal with Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, um, why are you sore yeah. about that? Sorry? Why would I be sore about that? Just because I'm going to be bringing a load of sort of unseen footage and exclusive access and interviews and, and sort of fly-on-the-wall stuff to my Instagram um, and Facebook platforms that will be promoted by Instagram and Facebook. And obviously, they won't appear on yours. So, sorry, but this is what we've got to do. All you've got to remember is, Eddie, right? Whatever you do, all these little deals you're doing, design and Instagram and Facebook, whatever you do in your life until you're in that ground, whatever me and you do, you can't replicate that. This is its own niche market. Always remember that. It is, because where else are we going to talk about Howard uh, from Halifax versus Neil Diamond in a profile contest? It's not going to happen. I watch them get um, a fight soon on one of your cars. but, But... on a serious note, what we do is, I agree, it's unique. It's rather niche, but this is going to be a uh, very high-end production and just something a little bit different to bring some added exposure, really, to our fighters and, and our shows. So that will start from next week, and we have the big launch party on Tuesday in town. This is a party, though, isn't it? It's an actual party, isn't it? It's called a launch event, but I, I think you can get away with calling this one a party, to right. be honest with you. And I've seen the guest list. I think you're going to have a great time. It's going to do I've some good news about the guest list. Can I chuck a couple of names there? Go on. Or do you want to whisper them? Well, go on. I mean, look, we're still 10 days away. Like, some people could have confirmed and not show. There's plenty more that will confirm. I mean, so who, who, are you, who have you got there on I've your list? Heard, I've heard along the grapevine, um, AJ Tracy. Yeah, he'll be there. Skepta. Yes, he'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. You can chuck any more in. Um, we've got um, Tom Cruise, Oprah Winfrey, um, Brad Pitt, and who is the other one? Uh, Kim Kardashian. And no, no, not really. No, we haven't got those four. We've folks, got. Though, yeah. There's a lot, yeah, there's 20 or 30 huge names coming. It's just a celebration for a new era. And once again, if you haven't downloaded the zone yet, make sure you do, because next week, we're on, baby. We're on. My Jama, Laura Woods, all the team, first show of Fight Camp. Get behind it, support it. It's £1.99. It's 63 pence a show for those free Fight Camps. And you're going to love it. Any decision on when this is, could potentially change this price? No, of course the price will change because it's an introductory price that was that was uh, really there for just international content. So um, again, I've seen what the price will go to. I'll let the zone announce that. You're going to be very happy, and um, it's just going to be a fantastic experience. And this is what you want, right? You you know, you fight fans. They want value for money. They want great content. They want the best fights, and I've been moaned at for a long time about, you know, defending pay-per-views and prices. Now is a chance for me to come out and say, I'm giving you paper, uh, sorry, I'm giving you value for money that I never expected to give you, to be quite frankly. So enjoy it, make the most of it and support it. One question I always ask you, and you always say, yeah, big fight lined up for him, or he's got a fight, it's Huey Fury. What's going on with him? Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the potential of him fighting on the... Uh, AJ card, yeah. You know, looking looking at a number of opportunities for him. I think he just needs a, the right opportunity. 
um, wants wants to be in a big fight, is always willing to take those fights. Um, so yeah, working on that with uh, MTK and his team. Okay, um, final one. Just the the last word to uh, Sebastian Newbank, Eddie. Yeah, just terrible, dreadful. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think um, Seb. I, I didn't know Seb that well. Um, I once had a meeting with him in my office, which was one of the funniest meetings I've ever had. And I think Emily, his sister, was there, and it was about his pro career. And he always, I remember asking him a question about almost like what boxing meant to him. And he just felt that it was a way to tell his story and to get his views out there. You know, if you, if you followed him, he had you know, very strong views about the way life should be lived and how you should, you know, look after yourself and you know, cross diet and everything. And, and he was a very, he was a strong character, you know, with, with very strong principles. And again, I didn't know him, particularly well but if you listen to the way people talk about him you know a, a very popular young man who you know unfortunately leaves behind a wife and a, a newborn son which is just absolutely devastating and um, I think it's in boxing whenever something like that happens it almost affects the whole game doesn't it we're, we're, all, we're quite although, although there's always arguments and there's always beef and there's always ego he's part of that boxing family and you know it's, it's just a devastating time for the Eubank family it's our love and, and support is there with them and you can't even imagine what it must be like for a father to lose their son at that age or you know a, a brother of course and um, may he rest in peace you know someone someone that left a very strong mark on many people's lives in such a short space of time. So that, that's, I guess that's one thing that, that you, you can take and give you peace. But the, the reality is it's a very, very sad, um, cruel, cruel piece of news that, you know, we're, we're all devastated with. So, you know, like I said, our love and uh, support is with the Eubank family and, um, you know, a, a tremendous young man. Thoughts go out to the Eubank family indeed. Eddie, um, appreciate your time on holiday. I know you've got probably better things to do than... That's all right. Today is a day of media. So but I'm back very soon. I look forward to seeing you in the flesh. When are you back? Next couple of days. Well, listen, keep it real. I'll see you at the party. See you there. You can call it a party this time. Have we got to pay for drinks there? Uh, no. Was it a free bar? Yes. <laughs> imagine imagine you had an event but yet you made the people pay for their drinks I mean yeah. that'd be nice imagine it alright oh, okay alright now we'll live and up about for two you, yeah, Eddie yeah. thank you very much and, well, uh, why don't you bring one of, you, one of your apprentices with you so that because after you've had a few drinks we know how you go that might be worth sort of switching scoop. the interviews excuse me you well know once you've had a few drinks go. Yeah, you, you get a bit silly. Yeah, on a night out, I've had a drink. I don't drink at, like, no, but... your shows or anything like that. Oh, never, no. 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 Okay. I have, like, a little bit of lemonade and lime at your shows. You do, mate. Yeah. Eddie? You do. I'm not saying you... anything. See you Tuesday. See you there.
Thank you very much. See you later. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.